Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cyber Inspiration Podcast. My name is Evgeny. I've been around security for the last 20 years, and I have a lot of experience working with a variety of cybersecurity vendors. My main work is vendor consulting and cybersecurity advisory for companies. As part of my passion in technology and cyber, I always intrigued to learn how companies start. I started the podcast to understand the thinking process and what motivated people to start their own company. This podcast is also affiliated with Security Architecture Podcast. I have a pleasure today to talk to Yuri about his journey and his company. Yuri, can you please tell me about yourself and the company? Hi, Evgeny. Thanks for inviting me to the podcast. So my name is Yuri Miloslavsky. I am from the Gold Coast, Australia, and we are at the moment working on a solution to share information confidentially online. If you need to explain in the elevator pitch what the company does, can you please elaborate maybe in a minute or two? The best way to explain is usually to give some form of a case scenario. Let's say, for example, I need to share something confidential with you right now in a very easy, simple way without starting to install software and going through the long procedure. How would you normally do it? So how would you share something confidential with me, for example, right now? Probably send you an email or send you different emails or different maybe text messages, WhatsApps, call you. Exactly. And that's what we normally used to do as being an MSP as well. We had to share confidential information with our clients and we had to use the SMS, email and other communication channels. Now, the problem with that is that creates a digital footprint. Now, a digital footprint is basically when you already use the data, you leave a digital footprint behind you. So if I sent you an SMS or anything confidential, that remains on your device. So I have no guarantees that this data actually remains safe after use. And that's where data leaks happen. That's where identity theft takes place and many other security problems. So we decided as an MSP to tackle this challenge and provide an easy and simple yet secure solution to our clients. It's a good cyber hygiene, especially if you use not company channels to share the information and somebody leaves, they have the data with them and you have no way to kind of remove it from a text, WhatsApp or whatever the other information you use to share it. Now, you kind of already mentioned sounds like the motivation why you started the company, because as far as I understand, you have two companies. One is a managed service provider and the second is share pass. So let's kind of go and understand. You have a managed service provider in IT services and you needed to share confidential information. And was this the motivation or like a need? Because there was no motivation, there was just a basic need to do something that you didn't have to find a solution for it? Uh, like you mentioned, I have two companies. One is an MSP, which operates in Melbourne, Australia. We've been operating for the past 12 years. And generally, we always had that issue of how do we quickly share information with our clients, especially confidential information? It could be passwords, it could be serial numbers, it could be just about anything confidential, even addresses, license numbers, and there are a lot of confidential data usually MSP shares with its clients. And we used to do it like any other MSP using SMSs and other chatting tools, emails, but we always had that thought at the back of our head, is it the right way? Something feels wrong about it because it remains there. And that data can later be picked up by anyone and used for any purpose, good purpose or bad purpose. And when the pandemic began, we thought, all right, so our MSP business potentially can get hit now uh, because of everything that's going on. And we did lose about 35% of our income. So we said, well, let's just go with that. Let's start the company to solve that problem. We already had an idea how to do it. So we said, well, let's try it, me and my two other engineers. Let's create some sort of an MVP and we'll see how it goes. And quite quickly, we fell in love with the solution because we noticed that we can really improve that market of digital footprint. We can really improve confidential information sharing and we can really make it simple 
for both enterprise, business, and small home user. I know you didn't raise money yet. You were still kind of investing yourself and bootstrapping the company. So I hope if you're an investor and you listen to the podcast right now, be my guest, connect to Yuri and understand the value and maybe invest money. So you start with the MVP. Did you actually thinking that it's your only problem? Did you went to other MSPs? Did you went to the companies? and kind of trying to do market research to understand if it is only your problem you're solving or somebody else's problem as well. I'll be completely honest here. I've started that solution only for us as an MSP. Now, being an MSP for 12 years, we've seen how other MSPs operate and obviously every MSP operates a different way. We just know that this challenge is quite common for all MSPs because MSPs deal with a variety of clients. Now, some clients, they're very IT savvy, they understand tech, and you will kind of give them a maybe a password manager or anything like that, and they will jump on it and it will work great. Yet other clients, they're not very tech savvy. They don't want to deal with password managers. They don't want to deal with anything which is complicated, especially security. Security can be quite complicated when you look at many solutions. And I sort of went with the assumption that if we need it, probably many of the 150,000 MSPs around the world, some of them might need it too. And we did start to do some market research at a later stage. And we did find that yes, MSPs do have the issue. I went to a few conferences. Some MSPs mentioned that yes, we have that challenge. We definitely want to try SharePass and some of them already trialing it. But the interesting story is that Quite a few enterprise customers already approached us and decided to implement that solution because they have that problem internally. So they have multiple communication systems. Take, for example, Microsoft Teams. They all communicate with Microsoft Teams. They all sharing a ton of confidential information there. Now, it's enough to have one bridge and you can search in Microsoft Channel, in Microsoft Teams, and find a lot of confidential information that should have, quite honestly, be purged, erased, eliminated. Now. If you use SharePass for that purpose, then great. Even if there is a breach, the data remains safe. I'm wondering on the idea that you started to develop the product and you went to kind of pitch the product to a customers and MSSPs. And as any product that you develop, you don't have all the bells and whistles right away. It takes time to develop it. When the customers ask, hey, Yuri, do you have this feature? And you know, it's still not there. So it's like a chicken and the egg. You tell the customer, yeah, it's, it's already there. Oh, say, no, we don't have it, but we are actually in the process of developing next month. How do you approach this chicken and egg problem? We already having that challenge because at the very early stage, like I mentioned, we started having enterprise customers watching us. I didn't expect it to be honest until mid-23. And we already know that some of the features are not there. We need them ourselves, but they're still under development. So we, like any other, I guess, company or startup, we have a roadmap, which we kind of already structured and we know what the features that are about to get released. And again, based on customers that we have, we also prioritize So for example, we have a customer that approached us and they need a certain functionality, a multi-tenant use, and we prioritize it over the other features. So in a matter of two months, we released that new feature for them. We actually testing it right now with them. So of course we are limited with the amount of people that we have, with the amount of developers and engineers that we have. We try the best we can to prioritize the customer needs, but together with that, we have a plan that based on that plan, we're structuring. So you tell the customer in this case that we don't have the feature, but you have to develop it for them and you give them a timeline. So you, got, you didn't solve them blanket or something uncategorized. You actually told them what's happening. I think it's good. After all, we also need to vet that feature because different people have different ideas. The fact that they request that feature doesn't necessarily mean it makes sense. Now, if we kind of thinking, all right, that feature actually makes sense. We 
they haven't thought about it, but yeah, it makes perfect sense. Let's do it. Some features can be like, oh, well, it's not relevant. If not only for one customer, so it totally makes sense to develop it. Yes. With running a company and UK running two companies with quite a lot of tasks, how are you able to manage or centralize, understand what you're doing? And also, did you hire people for this particular company or you use who you have already in your company you already manage? It's a mix of things. We initially started three people. So it's uh, me and my other two engineers from MSP, from, uh, from YM Tech. And their name is Mauro and Luciano. We started this company together. So we've been three at the beginning. And it, as the need arise, we hire more people. I, for example, decided to scale before actually needed. So there are two approaches. You can either scale later when you need it, or you can scale at the beginning, and then you'll have less trouble growing moving forward. I've decided to invest quite heavily straight away in cybersecurity because it's a cybersecurity solution and hired a cybersecurity company in US that they did all the penetration testing, code reviews, cloud audits, everything for us from pretty much day one. So we're working from a concept of security from day one. I've hired an engineer, a very good one from US, who is a DevOps. He basically structured all of our infrastructure on Amazon. We run in a serverless infrastructure on Amazon. We did a lot of automation. How do we handle all the workload with the limited team that we have? It's a simple answer. Tools, platforms, and technology. Everywhere I can save human hours by implementing a solution, like technological solution, I would go for it without thinking twice. If you can go back to yourself, what, two years ago, to the beginning of development, what would you tell Yuri to change or do differently? Wow. I learned a lot through that process, I'll be honest with you. Running one company as an MSP is one thing, and building a startup is quite another. It's completely different. So I would definitely tell myself to take it easy. If you're running a million miles an hour, it doesn't mean everybody do the same. It's kind of like you need to take your time. You need to think about the strategy, but you also need to execute. It's not always about, yeah, let's think, let's plan, let's think, let's plan. It's about doing. So just go with that, build the solution, break it, build it better, break it, improve it, add it. But at the same time, don't stress too much and don't think, how come am I behind? Why am I here and not here? It's not about that. You need to have a goal, you need to have a focus, and you need to have a long-term plan. So essentially, if I'm looking back one day, or a week or a month and like, well, I haven't done a lot of progress, but if I'm looking back one year, I made a ton of progress without even noticing that. So it's all about being realistic with you, with the expectations. Was there a point for the last two years when you realized you're on the correct path, something happened, a customer told you, an industry event? We had a couple of really good successes. So we started receiving awards, ease of use award, good return for money award, and from again, different marketing companies, that on its own, obviously, it gives you kind of reinforcement that you're in the right direction, which is always great. We started hearing from our own customers that that solution is great. They love it. We've also been accepted to a program called NVIDIA Inception. So that was for us a huge win because everybody knows NVIDIA. And I think they're very innovative with the technology they have, especially in the AI field. And we were accepted to this lucrative program, which I wasn't expecting that when I applied. But we got accepted and that really kind of provided me, yes, I'm on track. I'm on the right path. We're going to kind of transition to dark side, what I call, is where you tell the horror stories that started didn't work as you expected to share with the audience because I think the audience and people that are listening understand that not everything is pink. There's a dark moment as well in our life. 
So whatever you can share, nothing confidential, of course. I'll share a personal story. When you work in, in two companies and you're trying to juggle everything and also family, I'm married with two kids, two little kids, uh, three and six, and you're kind of trying to juggle it all together and yet be good in all aspects. You always accumulate a lot of frustration. So during that time of building the two companies, uh, building mainly Sherpas, I had a couple of really serious burnouts is when you like, you simply not even look at the computer. So obviously that, that delays the progress, but that's why I said at the beginning, you need to be realistic with the expectations because you're running a million miles an hour and you're forgetting that you also need to give yourself a rest. So that's one. Obviously as founders, I assume have those points where it's hard to hear a no, whether if it's from investor or a potential customer or an opportunity that doesn't go well. And we, like any other startup, had a lot of, oh, well, why, what's the point of that solution? Or why do I need to use that? Or that doesn't really work for me. Even though the market is quite big from a million people, a hundred thousand don't need it, but the others maybe do. So it's really important to just simply stay realistic. That's probably my main take. You mentioned burnout do you have something you do to help you when you feel very i know deep burnout or just not in the mood yes stay away from digital devices stay away from tvs laptops mobile phones as much as i can because again companies need to run i still get my emails i still get notifications it's about taking the time for yourself i don't know go for a long walk gym any really physical activity that will reduces your stress levels and kind of recharge be around people that you love being around be around friends be around family and just obviously taking breaks taking vacations as much as it's hard is just i realized it's a must it's not even an option like i used to think it's oh yeah let's take a break let's do this it uh, sounds like fun but it's not an option you must do it you must kind of force yourself thank you before we kind of end the show anything else you can recommend people that start their own journey yeah definitely so if you have something you want to don't think about it too much. Like I said previously, don't do a lot of strategy, a lot of thinking, a lot of planning. Just start it. Probably the best way to do something is just simply start it. Because once you start it, you already have the energy moving forward and things will align. It's There's something magical about it, but when you already start something, things a lot of times start to align. Like, for example, you're looking for this and you're looking for that person and you're looking for that profession. You're looking, helping that and helping this. And then I don't know how, but suddenly the next day, boom, you get an email with exactly like the thing you were looking for. It just happens. It's like a positive energy that comes and goes. Uh, again, uh, I'm not going into faith and stuff like that here, but it just happens. Nice. I think this is amazing advice. It's just as Nike say, just do it. So yeah, if you have an idea, start doing this and then you can figure it out. Yuri, thank you very much. You are the first person I spoke out of Australia. So very happy. Thank you for being here. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you very much again.